Welcome to the Hope Restored Podcast, a place where survivors of domestic violence abuse can find hope, healing, and freedom. Welcome back to the Hope Restored Podcast. I am so glad to have all of you here listening for this episode. We will be talking about having an exit plan. So last week we talked a little bit about my story, gave you some information, some background, a little bit of what I've been through, but that I got through it. I made a way out. And today I stand before you a free woman, completely saved from that situation, no longer living in fear. So if you're someone who's finally reached that place where you're done with the situation and you need an exit strategy, what do you do? Now what? We're going to talk about how you can find an exit into freedom today. I feared for my life and my son's life when I was in that situation. But like I said, I'm here today a free woman. I got out. I made it. I am free and I no longer live in fear. So maybe you're not there yet and you don't have any hope anymore. You don't believe you're going to be free, but I'm here to tell you to take heart. There is hope, but it's not an overnight thing. I'm sure you know that. I understand that. I was there. You can't just get up and leave. So have you ever noticed in almost every workplace or building there's an evacuation plan somewhere on the wall? This is no different. You can escape if you have a plan. The first thing that you notice on those evacuation plans is that they have a map legend. Depending on where the map is located or posted, you'll see something on it that says, you are here. Did you ever notice that? So if you're in this situation, you're in an abusive relationship, you feel stuck, the first thing that you need to do is to realize and accept where you are at, that you are in that situation and that you want to get out of it. Denying the truth of the danger you are in will only keep you exactly where you are. Until you move and take the next step towards the exit, you will remain at risk of losing your life and everyone who is under your care. Whether you're losing your life physically or losing yourself in your life, being trapped, being held captive, not feeling any freedom, not having any freedom in your life. Denial will keep you from moving towards freedom. So that's the first step. Now that you've identified the danger, you see the emergency that you're in, you can now start making serious moves to get out. If you have children, your plan must include a way to get them free and keep them safe as well. 
Every evacuation plan has routes. Each route leads you to the exit or points you closer to the exit. According to the National Domestic Violence Hotline, there are several steps for you to take or that you can take to improve your chances of leaving an abusive relationship safely. I'm gonna give you a couple of those things today. Number one, you need to know the number to your local battered women's shelter. Wherever you're located, there must be some kind of program or organization, nonprofit organization that you just don't know about out there that can really help you get out of your situation. I'll tell you a little bit about my story. I didn't know of any local organization that could help me leave and be somewhere safe, but I can tell you that they, they were around. They actually existed. I just didn't know about them, and no one I knew knew about them. I didn't have the resources to find them. But today I can tell you that there's at least one large organization in Palm Beach County where I am, where I live, and in Broward County, Florida, where I live, that exists to help battered women in emergencies like this. So I would encourage you to do some research, see what's out there in your area to find a place like that that can help you. Of course, doing research is a risk in itself. So if you're using the internet browser or your phone where you know it's a risk to use because he might look at it, make sure you're clearing your browsing history and keeping yourself safe. Another step that you can take is finding someone that you trust that you can share your situation with. It could be a family member. It could be a very close friend. It could be someone at your church that you go to. It could be someone in your workplace that you trust that you've gotten really close to. Find someone, someone you trust that you can share it with that will be willing to help you. This person, you wanna get their contact information and you can use code words with them when you're texting or calling that will signal them to know that you're in danger and they can come help you or come find you. You can have code words to where you're at. You can have code words that mean, I need you to come get me right now. You can have code words that mean, call 911 to my house right now. As I said before, sometimes when you're in that situation, you can't get to your phone, you can't call 911, but usually when this is about to happen, you know it's about to happen. You can use code words in a text message when you know it's about to get really bad. So that's another thing you could do. Another point is to keep a journal and take pictures of any and all evidence of physical abuse. You want pictures of any bruises, any kind of marks on you, if you're able to even record it when it's happening somehow. Write it down in your journal and date it. Have a journal, date it, and write down the incident every time. Another thing you can do is hide an extra set of your car keys. 
Um, when I was in that situation, a lot of times he would take my phone and take my keys so that I couldn't escape. So it's a very good idea to make copies of your car keys so that you can have it and get to it in a situation like that. Also make extra copies of your social security cards, your birth certificate, credit cards, your license, all of that, yours and your children if there are children involved because you wanna make sure you have copies of those somewhere safely, probably not in your house where the problem is happening, but you wanna have it somewhere that you can get to when you escape. Also, a big, big thing to do is to have money set aside. Save money. Save money, put it aside, and keep it somewhere safe where you know they can't get to so that when you escape, you'll have funds for you and your children so that you can survive. My plan was very similar to a lot of these things that I just mentioned. When I finally decided I was done and I wanted to get out and I wanted my son out of there, I began to save money and I secretly began looking for a place to live. I personally didn't have anyone I could really trust or go to that was safe. He knew where my mom lived, so I couldn't go to my mom's house. I had to get my own place somewhere that he wouldn't know where I would be. So when I finally saved enough money, I found a home for my son and I to live in. And once I did that, I was ready to make my next move, which was to get everything out of that place and move into my own place and also to bring my son with me. The biggest thing you need to know out of all this as well is their schedule. You can't leave when they're in the house. And if there are other people in the house, you can't leave when they are in the house because it'll get back to them. So you need to really watch them, pay attention to what they do every day. What is their schedule like? When do they leave the house? How long are they gone? That's gonna be your moment. That is going to be when you are able to escape safely. After I figured out the best and safest time to leave, I got all my belongings that were easy to grab and go, put them in my car and left. So you need to plan on a safe and best day and time to execute your plan and leave. The day I left was a day I knew that he would not be home for hours. I also knew no one else would be in the house. There were other people that lived there and I knew that they wouldn't help me leave. They would actually keep me from going. I was finally on my way to freedom and it worked. I was free. I am free still today. I'm here to tell you that having a plan, executing the plan, actually works. After that day, I never found myself back there again. I was finally free. And there was no way that he or anyone else would ever convince me to return to that life of fear and abuse. I was determined to move forward in my life, never looking back, never going back. I was on my way to freedom, one step at a time. That was just the first step, getting out of there. So what now? After you are free, what's next? 
Is it the end of the road to freedom? What about all the pain you're left with? What about the hurt? What about the fear that he would find you? What do you do now? Well, that's what we are going to continue discussing in this podcast. We're going to talk about what happens next, after you're free. If you're still in that place, if you're still in the abusive relationship and you haven't made a plan yet, this is the time to do it. There is no better time than now because it's not going to get better. It's only going to get worse. I encourage you to reach out to the domestic violence hotline, or I encourage you to reach out to a local battered women's shelter that can help you and start putting together your evacuation plan. The first step is deciding and knowing where you're at, realizing the situation that you're in. After that, you are one step closer to being free. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast this week. Stay tuned as we begin to discuss how to process the pain and walk through healing into freedom outside of fear. Deliver me in your righteousness and cause me to escape. Incline your ear to me and save me. Psalm 71, 2. Thank you again for listening to the Hope Restored podcast. I am so excited to be sharing all of this information with you. If you have any questions or comments, if you have any topics that you would like for me to discuss, please reach out to hoperestored.us at gmail.com or you can send me a message through the Instagram page at hoperestored.us. 